0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. Esther is tired, and so is Araya. They are walking through the canyons, and the path is very difficult. Esther is leading, and this is the first time that Araya is the one to say they need to stop. When they do stop, Esther realizes that she is very thirsty and hungry. She eats and drinks and understands that this is her chance to be the leader. Magical Book of Dreams, Part 25 The paths through the canyon were narrow and winding, flanked on either side by these imposing rock walls. The path widened into small clearings in some places, where the muted sun cast grayish light onto the ground. In other areas, the cliffs leaned close together, casting long, cool shadows and creating a sense of enclosure. They had been walking for a long time, which felt like a long time anyway. There were no waypoints, and the canyon seemed endless. The sounds continued to confuse, with Esther looking suddenly behind them at times, thinking someone was walking right at their back. Thankfully, there never was, but it was sometimes startling. It was Ariah this time that asked to stop. We need to stop for a moment, Esther. We need to rest, and you need to drink. I admire the change I see in you, but there is something else you need to learn, Arya whispered. Esther tried to reply, but realized that her throat was dry, her lips thick like the fabric of her coat. Clearing her throat, she asked, <clears> throat> what, what should I be doing? You need to learn to pace yourself. Even someone like you needs to rest, to drink, to eat. Here, take this, Arya said, handing her the sack of water and more of the weird food she was carrying. Esther hadn't even finished what she had in her pocket. It was difficult to eat. Images of her mother's cooking started filling her mind, the stew she used to complain about, which helped her realize that she was starving. Her stomach started making noises shortly after. Okay, let's sit here in this clearing, Esther said as she took the water and food. Someone like me? Ever since I've come here, they have thought of me as someone I don't recognize, she thought. They sat on a rock and caught their breath. Esther could hear her breathing now. She had been panting and hadn't even noticed. Thank you. I hadn't realized that I was working so hard, Esther whispered after taking a drink and catching her breath. The sound in the canyons was a constant companion. Their footsteps the shifting of loose stones under their boots, and even their softest whispers echoed off the walls, returning to them from multiple directions. It created an eerie atmosphere that made it difficult to speak too loudly for fear of the confusion it might produce. It's okay. That's what I am here for, to offer you my experience, whispered Araya. Esther took the book from her bag as she attempted to chew the food Arya had given her. To her surprise, she started to enjoy it. Must be the hunger, she thought. The map inside the book, Gimble's book, was glowing as warmly as ever. It wasn't an exact route, but she could see that they would be coming to a crossing. Afterwards, the route looked to go straight up the side of the steepest part of the canyon until it reached the base of the mountain, the top of which was the starlit summit of Eldoria. It was there that she would learn where her father was. They sat silently. No small talk, no questions about Esther's life in Shirewood, no questions about her father, no questions about the unknown realm. Esther was eager to get started. Her thin legs were beyond pain. Usually, Arya set the pace, pushing Esther to move faster and keep going. It's now or never, she thought. If I am going to be the leader they think I am, this is the first step. Her father used to tell her that the greatest distances were conquered not all at once, but through the persistence of taking one small, determined step at a time. This is her one small, determined step. "'We should be going, Araya,' Esther whispered as she shakily stood up, her legs protesting. Araya smiled. "'Yes, we should be going.'" How much farther, Princess? The map isn't very accurate, but it shows that we must cross the canyon up ahead around a bend. From there, it's going to be a long walk straight up the mountain. Well, hopefully the way will be clear, and that mountain will reveal itself in a time benefiting us, Ariya said, as she did her customary look around looking for threats before they walked. As they left, following a narrow and winding path, the edge often revealing what looked at times like a bottomless pit. This is not a path you would want to walk on at night. One misstep and you might keep falling through to the other side. Streams and rivlets occasionally crossed their path, the water cutting through the rock and flowing in narrow channels. These waterways were often bordered by what might have been small trees and shrubs, but were now stone reproductions. The sound of water trickling over rocks echoed in the distance, making it hard to hear anything else. It's just up ahead. Do you see it? Esther whispered as she pointed to a long bridge that crossed the canyon. Yes, yes, finally, even my legs are starting to complain, Araya said, trying to make fun. Oh, how I hope it is safe to cross. They walked for a time and then turned one last corner as they arrived at a clearing where multiple paths intersected. This would seem to be the only way across. In the clearing, at the entrance to the bridge, the wind picked up and howled a bit. But otherwise, it was quiet. Perhaps too quiet. Amongst the sound of the wind was a low hum and some howls of a different kind. A growl and many, many angry voices. Do you hear that, Esther? Arya said, no longer whispering. They are back. The Chickalores, scalex, and those other creatures are back. Where is the sound coming from? Are they behind us or in front? Esther asked as she scanned in all directions, seeing nothing. I thought we left them behind. They must have found a way to get ahead of us via another path. They could be waiting for us on the other side, waiting for us to cross this rope bridge. But I can't see them. With the way the sound reverberates around the canyon, they could be anywhere or nowhere, Esther said. They might be just trying to scare us, a sense of panic starting to creep into her voice. I don't believe their goal is to scare us, they have made that clear. Their goal is to stop us, or more correctly, to stop you. And I suspect by any means possible, Arya said, as she continued to scan for signs of where the creatures might be hiding. Esther walked forward to get a better look at the bridge they were supposed to cross. It looks like an ancient structure. It was a narrow arched bridge constructed from a combination of stone and what appeared to be an old, sturdy type of wood, possibly from the trees that once flourished in the unknown realm. Despite its age, the craftsmanship was remarkable. The stone was expertly cut and fitted with intricate carvings faded by the years depicting scenes that were now hard to decipher, but hinted at the bridge's historical significance. The wooden planks forming the walkway were thick and solid, though worn smooth by countless footsteps. The handrails, made of rope of some kind, had partially succumbed to the elements, with some sections missing entirely. This gave the bridge a fragile appearance suggesting that, while it had stood for ages, its endurance might be nearing its limit. Does this look safe to you? Esther asked. The growls in the distance intensified as she got closer to the entrance. No, none of this looks safe, Ariah said. You can see that parts of the bridge are covered with a fine layer of dust and small pebbles, and likely... No one has crossed here for quite some time. They stood there quietly, not for very long until Araya spoke. We can't stay still for long. We need to keep moving so that the Chickalores and all the other creatures doing the Queen's bidding don't know exactly where we are. I know, but Princess, the way I see it, we have three choices. We cross the bridge to be greeted by a score of creatures waiting for us, or we continue going forward on one of these other paths in the hopes that there will be another way to cross the canyon and hike to the summit. And the third option, Esther asked, we go back. I doubt the creatures are behind us. We go back and find another way. This is the safest option. It's my job to guide you, to protect you from harm. I cannot guarantee your safety unless we go back, Arya said, convinced they would be turning around. Esther took a moment to think. She was frightened. The bridge didn't look safe, and she was sure creatures were waiting for them when they crossed. It made sense to listen to Araya and go back, as disheartening as that felt. Then she remembered the advice that Flix gave her. He had predicted this very moment and advised her to follow her heart. She had to trust her instincts and the map and listen to her inner voice. It was telling her to go forward, to find her father and then all would be revealed to her. Find her father. Esther took the map out of the bag one last time. The route hadn't changed. It led across this very rickety bridge. Her decision was made. We crossed the bridge, Esther said, with as firm a voice as she could muster under the circumstances. But princess, I cannot guarantee that I can protect you if we cross, Araya said alarmed. Araya, trust me as I trust you. We must continue. I must save my father. I know you can help me prevail, Esther said, putting the map back in her bag and walking towards the bridge. Araya wanted to say more. But remembered Gimble's instructions to allow Esther to grow into the leader they hoped she would be. So she followed. Let me test the bridge first, Arya said. Arya stepped cautiously onto the bridge. Its aged planks groaned under her weight. With each tentative step, the wood creaked ominously, as if protesting the disturbance after years of stillness she could feel some planks shift slightly beneath her feet, their stability questionable after enduring the ravages of time and weather. Ariya tested each step before fully committing her weight, signaling Esther to follow suit. They could see gaps where planks had once been, now only open air and the daunting drop into the canyon below. They changed places, Esther taking the lead. She held her breath, trying not to look down at the dizzying drop, focusing solely on the path ahead. The bridge swayed gently with their movements, a stark reminder of its precarious state. Small stones and dust trickled down from the walkway, falling away into the void each tiny sound echoing against the canyon walls. The wind picked up. The growls grew louder as they walked, almost like they were excited. Halfway across, a plank cracked loudly under Araya's foot, causing them both to freeze. They carefully navigated around the weakened spots, hearts pounding, acutely aware that every step was a calculated risk. As they walked around it, a whole section behind them fell away. There was no going back. I hope you know what you got us into, Arya said. Even knights like Arya felt fear, and she was very scared. As they were about to reach the other side and their triumph... The clearing came into view. A herd of scalaks and chickalores were waiting for them, shivering with excitement. There was nowhere to go. The creatures growled and hissed, their eyes fixed on Esther and Araya, blocking any path forward. Then, in that moment of dread, Esther's bag started to glow incredibly bright. The light emanating from it was so intense, it illuminated the entire clearing, casting long, quivering shadows behind the menacing creatures. Esther and Uriah were momentarily stunned, their eyes drawn to the source of the light. The magical map within the bag radiated a powerful energy, its glow pulsing like a heartbeat. The creatures, taken aback by the sudden brightness, hesitated. They recoiled slightly, their growls turning to confused whimpers. It was as if the light from the map was casting a protective barrier around Esther and Uriah, offering them a moment of respite and a glimmer of hope in the face of seemingly insurmountable odds. And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight.